All right, last question. If you had the attention of the whole world for 90 seconds, what would you say? Do you know how loved you are? If you work for the Catholic Church and want to avoid burnout, overcome team dysfunctions, and put more souls in the pews, we are here to help. I'm John Kahns, and today I am not joined by my co-host, Tai Hua. Tai is currently enjoying some R&R after the birth of his son, and I'm sure he'd appreciate your prayers and thoughts at this time as he enjoys those first baby snuggles. But we are going to continue on. Welcome to the Catholic Ministry Professionals podcast. Every week here, you can expect practical advice to help you move Jesus' mission forward in your parish. Today, we have an interview with a real, live Catholic ministry professional, Mike Ward. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I got to say, I'm kind of tickled to have you on the podcast because when I, when I was looking at starting this project, this Catholic ministry professionals conversation, I did a lot of research on podcasting, on ministry, and everybody who's anybody who's in those positions, they all say, if you're going to speak to an audience, you need to know who specifically you're speaking to. And, and I'm, if I'm honest with you, and I probably haven't ever told you this, you are kind of my avatar for Catholic ministry professionals, not because you, you need extra help, but because you're the type of person that I believe this ministry could be helpful for, the kind of person I want to serve with my ministry. And, and it's because you, you love the Lord. You know how to work hard, and you want to transform your parish through the work that you do so that more people can experience the love of God. And so I'm, I'm excited to have you here. I think we're going to have a good conversation today. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Um, you know, the stuff that you guys, you and Ty have been doing, um, you know, has been very helpful. So thank you for all the work you've been doing. Um, and I'm excited to be here, and hopefully we have a great conversation that uh, helps all the listeners. Yeah, man. We've been friends for a while now and actually have worked together in the past. So I know you a little bit, but our our Catholic ministry professional listeners probably don't. So let me just get out of the way. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, what your ministry looks like, your story, what led you to ministry. Give them the the old Mike Ward witness. Yeah, so uh, I'm Mike Ward. I am married, father of three. I've got uh, similar ages to John. It's it was fun. We had our first uh, about a week apart from each other. So I've got four, two and four months. So as many people <laughs> keep telling me, you're in the trenches of it. <laughs> um, but it's awesome. Um, so that that is me at home, husband and father. Um, I've been at my current parish as the director of music and liturgy for 10 years, 10 years this month, uh, which is really crazy that I've been at one place for 10 years um, and a lot of things have happened in 10 years which is awesome um, but yeah I went to undergrad uh, was music education so at one point I thought you know I might go the high school band or choir director route um, but kind of in high school and undergrad I was just subbing at churches I could play piano I could sight read pretty well so it was a much better high school and college gig than you know working part-time at restaurants or um, grocery stores or stuff like that Um, so um, junior senior year of college I got an internship 
through the college I was at to do some church music stuff. Um, and that kind of got my first taste of like the behind the scenes administrative side. Um, thanks be to God that didn't scare me off. Um, but it just, it, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting to make the music and being around the people that uh, formed a music ministry. So I think that was when kind of the seed was planted. Um, but as most of us do, you know, there was a time where I decided ah, I'm going to get out of music for a while. Um, you know, a few things that happened in my personal life and I was like, I'm just going to get out of music for a while. Um, worked in retail for some time, which uh, is surprisingly helpful. Some of the skills you get in retail to apply them in the church world. Um, and then, you know, about a year or so into that, um, a friend of mine called and said, hey, I'm in a bind could you help us for a couple weeks? We had an organist just uh, up and leave quickly. All right, you know, for a friend, I'll, you know, I'll come back and help out. Um, you know, a few weeks turned into six months, um, which then led to my current parish coming into my life. And uh, after I started there, I went to grad school, um, got a master's in liturgy from Catholic Theological Union in Hyde Park here in the Chicagoland area. Um, and that's me. That's awesome. So just as I'm listening to that, I'm, I'm hearing like you've got training, right? You've got mm -hmm. a high level of training. You've got, you know, 10 years down the road, you've got a, a wealth of experience. Uh, but the thing that really strikes me is director of music and director of liturgy. You probably wear a few hats. <laughs> what, yeah. are, what are some of the hats that you wear <laughs> on any given day? So uh, I'll, I'll joke with people that I am the director of music and liturgy who also coordinates the bereavement ministry and serves as the IT consultant because, <laughs> oh, you're under 40. You know computers. You, you know everything about technology. You grew up with this. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, well, and that's, isn't that the case? I mean, so many times um, you, you're, you're good at what you do, but what that leads to is we'll do this one more thing. Yeah. Do this one more thing. And, and that can lead to levels of frustration that can lead to all kinds of, you know, what we talk about, sometimes dysfunctions and, and, and just all these other things that come into place. That's just a reality of of working with people who are messy. Yes. Um, and, and that's really a big part of what started this journey into Catholic ministry professionals is my experience and my wife calling me out actually because <laughs> that's hey i met up with so-and-so who works at the church and man are they annoyed about this <laughs> and just go off she said and she just looked at me she said john you know what how why is it that everybody who works at the church is so frustrated why are they so frustrated all you guys do is complain about these things when you're working for jesus and it should be the best job in the world <laughs> and i said well there's some really human elements to that. And so one of the things we want to do is minister to the areas where people experience a lot of frustration. And one of the best ways to do that is just to kind of get out in the open. And so I'd, I'd love to know what what's an area that you see a lot of Catholic ministry professionals getting frustrated in their work? And, and have you found a solution yet? <laughs> solution, no. Solution's tough. Um, you know, like you said, people are people and people are messy. Um, and the church is made up of a lot of sinners. So, <laughs> uh, that <laughs> well, maybe means we're church, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so that means we're all inherently flawed. Um, mm -hmm. and I think coming into that with that 
grace of knowing people or people um, and really forcing yourself to always assume goodwill with people. Um, it may not be a solution, but it is a mindset I often need to remind myself of, um, you know, because I think the frustrations are, are universal. We had um, a group of musicians from the Chicagoland area that gathered while we were all at home during the pandemic, and we had uh, evening prayer together. So we did it about five o'clock, kind of as we were winding down for the day. Um, you know, and there was moments of prayer, but it was also just a great moment to come together and support one another. Mm. Um, and the stories that we would share, you know, you could insert any, take out any parish name, put in another parish, um, and the stories, they're almost universal. Um, frustrations, parishioner complaints, uh, parishioner feedback, the pastor said this, the deacon said this, you name it. Um, so while it's not a solution, I think the reminder of we are all in this together and as intense and as hard as some of the challenges you might be facing feel, you're probably not the only one facing them. But in that reach out to places like this podcast and other great resources that are out there, to help strengthen your personal ministry and hopefully share it with um, the rest of those on your team to strengthen the ministry for the entire parish too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, you gotta love that good old fashioned high school musical theology. We're all in this, in this together. together. But, but that strikes a real point though too is um, something that you said is when you're frustrated with people and, and what, I, what I took from that honestly is when you're frustrated with people Often for us, the answer is in our own heart yep. and in cultivating, building up a reserve of genuine love for the people we, we serve. Because it, it's easy to get frustrated when you've told people for the hundredth time, like, you need to do X, right? You need to do Y. This is how we're doing this this year, you know, but then somebody comes up and they're so completely disconnected. It's hard not to take that personally, but to realize, no, this is, this is not a personal thing. And I actually need to love this person in front of me enough to meet them with, with the love of Jesus. And so, I, yeah, I love that. The answer, it really is in our own hearts and, and learning to love those we serve. And, you know, that includes your pastor, right? That includes the people you work with and with all their complexities and messiness and humanity. Amen, amen. So moving on, like what, what kind of tools do you think? You know, you've talked about how you... You wear all these different hats. One of those happens to be technology, but might not be technology. What kind of tools do you think that parishes need to have in their tool belt for ministry in the 21st century? Because you hear a lot of, this is what the church needs right now from people. Yeah. What, what's something that you have found particularly useful that you think everybody could benefit from? Uh, I'm just going to go three practical tools. Um, the first, we are in the midst of uh, something, John, you actually started, and we're kind of building out kind of the next level of it is a database for the modern parish um, you know we had a wonderful uh, database that I joke is cutting-edge 1990s technology <laughs> you had to be in the building on the network mm -hmm. with a Windows PC to access it if you had Mac mobile device and were off-site forget it you couldn't get it but 
when it was launched was fantastic. Um, and then we introduced um, one when John was there, and now kind of we're going to a third um, one where it's integrated our our giving, our database, forms for registration. I mean, you name it. It's all integrated. So one, it's one-stop shop for our parishioners. But two, as the staff, we're able to respond better and communicate more effectively um, because everything is in one place. We don't have to keep going back between different programs and, well, was this in the database or was that on so-and-so's Excel spreadsheet or was that on their personal computer? Like, the hope is we're going to have it all housed in this one place that you can access simply by going to a website on the internet. <laughs> what what's that uh, what's that database called? Uh, so it's the PushPay suite of okay. uh, database. So there was Church Community Builder and Parish Stack were some of the names, and they've now kind of all. Uh, my understanding is they've merged into one group under the PushPay label. Um, so that your giving's there, your church management for the database, they custom build an app for your parish. Um, there's an app for staff and other leaders separate from that. It's, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> as cool as parish <laughs> databases can be. And it's my, like super practical too, especially if you've got a large parish like you guys have. Yep. Say the pastor's going to visit with such an, you know, the Johnsons. And before he goes in, he just wants to pull up on his phone and remind himself, what are the kids' names? Because he genuinely cares about these people, but if he's got a thousand families or more than that, then he it's hard to remember everybody's children's names. So, oh yeah, this is, you know, it's kind of like the good old-fashioned Rolodex back in the day, but it's a, for the modern parish, right? You can just pull it up there. You can see, okay, yeah, Susie's in um, jazz, you know, and so maybe I can strike up a conversation about that. And um, the dad loves bourbon, so we, we could talk about that. It just, you know, it gives you a, a good refresher a, so you can come in intentionally to engage with those families. I love that. Yeah, you said you had a couple others that you really like? Two others, yeah. Yeah, this can be done um, either Google or Microsoft. Uh, both are comparable, but some sort of cloud-based system for your email and all your files. Um, you know, a lot of parishes love Google, and Google's a great resource, especially because it integrates with schools so well. Um, we have Office 365, and it's for me, it's been a game changer. Um, mostly through OneDrive and Teams, and you can access your files anywhere. You can share them from anywhere, which for me as a father doesn't chain me to my desk to get all of my files. Um, or if I don't take my laptop with me somewhere and, you know, father's about, you know, I forgot to send something to father before I left. Oh, hey, I've got the file right here. I emailed it over to you all, all from my phone. Um, so just ways to take advantage of the cloud and resources that are there to make you be a better servant of, of your people and your parish. So, so you're talking about this, um, this cloud-based email system. One thing, is it tough for you to disengage from work and be fully present? Or is that something you just have like an ability to switch it off and transition? Or how do you manage that? Mm, we should ask my wife to jump in for that. <laughs> that maybe that needs to be another podcast. <laughs> yeah, that might be another podcast of how to be more present at home. And yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, yeah, it, it, and it's tough, you know, especially with um, 
the ages of where our kids are at, like not quite in school full time and trying to f- juggle that home and present, um, home present while also having a full time job reality. Right. Um, no, I'm not as present as I want to be. And it's something I'm, I'm working on. But I think the, the trade off is I can actually be physically home, but there might be some more work-related things I have to do while physically home, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you got a database for the Modern Parish, a cloud-based system for emails, and you said you had a third one? A third one, a phone system, which I am geeking out about. Um, it's called 3CX, and, you know, no, no sponsorship or anything for that. Uh, but it's, it's a voice over IP, you know, phone system, right? Corporate America has had it for forever, um, you know, so it's an entirely cloud-based phone system. But what has been a game changer for me is actually right as we were starting, like there was a call that came from my desk phone so I can look and respond to calls as if I'm in the office, which gives me a little bit of layer of protection where I'm not giving out my personal cell phone. I'm not, you know, all of my work calls can happen through my cell phone wherever I'm at. Um, and it's been great for our pastor too. Like if he's, you know, at a diocesan meeting, he can get his voicemails from the parish office in real time. Um, some of our, some of our part-time staff members too, that don't commit 50, 60, I mean, 40 hours a week. Uh, um, (laughs) dare to dream. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, they can get their voicemails in real time. And if it's, you know, a pastoral emergency, they can hop in or they at least know that the next day they are on site. Hey, here's mission number one that I have to f- tackle. Um, and it was a huge cost savings. So for if anyone here is a business manager or friends with their business manager, uh, it was a huge cost savings compared really? to the traditional That's phone awesome. system. So we always uh, need more revenue, right? Well, it doesn't hurt to keep the, the bottom line clear. <laughs> <laughs> well, those Yeah, those are awesome tips for people like these are ways that we can we're big about streamlining our systems making it simpler if you don't have to physically run into the office to get your voicemails just to know what people are trying to ask you I mean that's that can be huge for a father or a mother of young children that just needs to have a little more at home time to be able to be with the littles and to manage those schedules which can be crazy yeah well that's great our pastor is big on he wants people to answer the phones right he Mm -hmm. wants a live person to answer and with this phone system we can actually close the office or we've had the power go out at the local office but our phones are still live because they're stored elsewhere in the cloud and we can still respond to parishioners in real time as they call but then how are you supposed to get a free day off if you're always available when the well, system well, goes down? Well, that's still, well, let's oh, leave that for man. another episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So how do you balance then, you know, because there's kind of that classic conversation, that classic, you know, it's not about the numbers. But also, if anything, in our in our current times, right, with the priest shortages that we're experiencing across the country and stuff, it's also kind of about the numbers. Like, it needs to be a little bit. So how do we balance that spiritual side of ministry with that practical side uh, when it comes to that question or how that fits in with the work you do? You know, I think 
you know, one of the themes I always try to focus in on my ministry is being intentional and authentic. Um, and I think in that it leads to good programming at the end of the day. Um, you know, the gospel for this coming Sunday, um, you know, it has the famous line of where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And we were reflecting on the scriptures as a staff earlier this week. And I brought up the point that that line often becomes a bit of a line of like patronizing and kind of giving each other a hard time when a program doesn't really work, you know, but you get two or three to come and you say, well, where two or three are gathered, there am I in the midst of them, Um, which (laughs) I I don't apps. I believe that that was not at all what Jesus was after in that line, but it's just kind of how it's grown over time. Um, But, but I think the challenge is you, you need to have good programming that also fits in with the overall vision and direction of the parish. Um, you know, an example of something that totally flopped for me was there was, um, there's another parish in the area that kind of had this like video studio that, um, launched and became a thing during the pandemic. And so much so that they created a documentary around the stained glass windows that they have in their parish because they're all Marian images. So they put, uh, you know, put out an incredible product, but they wanted to do like a test pilot of the video with some parishes in the area before the big release. So yeah, hey, we'll do it. Advertised it, had two families show up. Four people, but two households. Um, And what was striking for me is that I think it really flopped because it was a one-off. Like it wasn't connected with anything else or any other overall theme and vision and direction of the parish. Um, You know, people are, are so busy and so distracted right now with stuff all over the place. Right. Um, the, 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 The pressure falls to us to be specific and, focused in our offerings. Um, And I think that's the very long-winded answer of saying that then it brings it all together so then people know it's good, people trust us, and people will start talking about it themselves and we'll see the numbers grow from there. Right. Well, good good work bears good fruit. Right? Amen. That's what I... What, that's what I'm taking from what you just shared is if, if we do good work, which, which doesn't mean well-intentioned work, it means good work. Yeah. Specific, targeted, focused, uh, and designed for the people you serve, which means we have to spend more time thinking about where are we trying to take people and build backward from there to be able to build in those opportunities. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I want to thank you for your vulnerability, too, of saying, well, I tried this and it didn't work. And that doesn't mean because it wasn't well-intentioned. It doesn't mean because, you know, you didn't pour yourself into it. But sometimes it does take that moment then to, okay, this didn't work. How do I pivot? Yeah. Right? What do we do from here? How do we, um, how do we reorder this then to, to help, help it to do what it was intended to do? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So thanks for doing that. Sure. Um, 
we're going to move on to our big three questions. All right? okay. These are three questions we share with, uh, we're asking every interviewer. And they're your opportunity just to feed the church. So the first one is, where do you see ministry being done well? Right? This, is, this is your chance to kind of brag on someone else. It could be in your church, ministry follow, wherever. But where do you see ministry being done well? I'm going to do two brags, if that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, first one is just another parish in uh, the Chicagoland area. Uh, if you ever take a look at St. Clement, uh, they are just doing a lot of things well. Um, their pastor is incredibly dedicated to evangelization efforts. Um, so there's a lot, of, a lot of things they do well there. Um, their music ministry is, is second to none. Um, the stuff that they do, the level of music they're able to do. Um, but what you see is they're really bringing people to Jesus and creating this tight-knit community um, of all ages. You know, it's not just college. It's not just young adult. It's the whole spectrum. You know, they've got a vibrant school, great young adult. Um, I'm sure they have flaws just like the rest of us, you know. But um, they're a good example of what it could look like. Um, I think both, you know, not only in their programmings, the way they preach on Sunday, the community they build, but also with the way they um, have structured their parish staff too, which um, I think is intriguing for us as ministry professionals to look at an example like that to see, you know, what, what positions and what staffing things are there in, uh, in today's world. Um, and then the other one, you know, I, um, locally, um, you know, I'm, I'm always proud of the work that our bereavement ministry does. Um, it's, it's a tough, tough ministry. Um, but the way we take the time to meet grieving families where they're at, um, and not just go through an exercise of checking the boxes of, well, we sing Amazing Grace, we sing On Eagle's Wings, we sang How Great Thou Art, you have an official Catholic funeral, check, check, check. Um, but we take the time to get to know them, the loved one that they're grieving, and shape the readings, the music, the homily, in a way that hopefully feels authentic to the person they're grieving in the life that we're celebrating. Um, so just a little, since I can pat myself on the back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, just want to end to everybody on my staff that helps me with that. Um, thank you, guys. Absolutely. So what is your favorite ministry resource right now? We, we always want to leave our listeners with um, tools they can use, and you answered some good ones up top. But also, what's something that you like personally for you, um, whether it just it's a great resource for new ideas um, to learn new things, to grow personally, professionally. What, what's that favorite ministry resource right now? Uh, aside from the Catholic Ministry Professionals podcast. <laughs> well, naturally. <laughs> um, you know, as a musician um, and anyone involved in music, music and liturgy, um, check out the National Association of Pastoral Musicians. Um, great resources there um, for planning, for programming, um, and even like programming you can do locally within your chapter or a region within your diocese. They have stuff like that. Um, you know, there is a membership associated with it, but 
as a professional, like you, you should belong to professional organizations to make yourself and your ministry better. Um, so NPM, a big plug for them. Um, I think, and a plug too for Amazing Parish, Divine Renovation, Rebuilt, any of the ministries like 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 them that help you to be better at evangelism at evangelizing um you know there are a lot of resources out there um but whether it's any one of them or ones we don't yet know um the one that gets you excited about your ministry you know one of the things i love to brag on catholic ministry professionals again um (laughs) you know i love just the as you and ty talk or when father travis was on just the kind of get lost in what's being said and let my mind wander and pray about what I can take and help me be a better Catholic professional or I can bring to my team to help us be better. Um, You know, find that resource for you that lets your mind wander, lets you get creative and then gets you recharged to go back into the vineyard. Mm -hmm. I, I, honestly very happy to hear that the podcast does that for you so thanks for bragging on us we'll mm-hmm. take it uh, but it's always good to get that feedback too and and that listeners go back just revisit those we'll put them in the show notes too so you can kind of reference and look up some of those resources that mike's mentioning all right last question if you had the attention of the whole world for 90 seconds what would you say do you know how loved you are you know there's there's so much tension and polarization and and you name it but at the heart of our christian faith is that we are made in the image and likeness of god and that god loves each and every one of us so much that his son died for us and we have the ability in our catholic faith to come to him not only week in and week out but day in and day out be nourished by his body, blood, soul, and divinity, and then go into the world to share that love. Um, you know, we, we, we get so caught up in the styles of worship and the, the what Father should be talking about and what the church should be saying and defending, and we lose sight of the fact that first and foremost, we are loved more than John and I love our kids, our spouses, we are loved, and that God who loves us just wants us to be in relationship with him. So go let him love you. Oh, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to write that at the top of my prayer journal. Do you know how loved you are? That's a great question just to sit and pray with yeah. for anyone, no matter where you are in your spiritual journey. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and for people that you know, feel alienated by the, the church itself. You know, we could, you could spend a whole episode on that. They're still loved by God more than, more than we can comprehend. I mean, just, mm-hmm. just so much of that. Um, and if we could get back to that, man, I, I don't know how our pews wouldn't be full. Yeah, the answer is Jesus mm-hmm. and his love for you. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, Mike, this has been an awesome conversation. I really appreciate you being here with us. Is there anywhere you, like our listeners can go to connect with you or support your ministry that you'd like to reference them to? 
Yeah, come uh, worship with us anytime. Uh, so we are, I'm at St. Norbert and Our Lady of the Brook Parish in Northbrook. Uh, we have a Facebook page, just St. Norbert and Our Lady of the Brook Parish. Uh, on Instagram, we're Northbrook Catholic, NBK Catholic, um, Catholic Community of Northbrook on YouTube. Um, we try to live stream our masses almost every day. Um, so if you want to come worship with us virtually, if you're not in the Chicagoland area, if you are, take a drive up to the northwestern suburbs. Um, we'd love to have you. We'd love to pray with you, um, whether it's in person or virtually, but uh, know you have a home with us. All right, Mike, thank you for your time. You bet. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Ministry Professionals podcast. If you found today's show helpful, please immediately text it to your pastor, a friend in Catholic ministry, so that others can find out about the show and begin transforming their parish through their work. If it's been a while, consider submitting a review on your podcast app or emailing us at catholicminpros at gmail.com to let us know how we can continue to serve you going forward. And as always, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or at catholicministryprofessionals.com. And with that, we'll, we'll see you, see in, the you in the vineyard. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>